Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. 15th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Oh, it's a massive morning on the early trade and it's only going to get bigger. Of course, the trade period opens at 9 o'clock today. The clubs will converge and they'll start their first meetings, albeit they would have been going on for some time. But the biggest bombshell happened late last night when our man Cal Toomey broke the story of Jason Horn Francis's intentions to be traded from North Melbourne to Port Adelaide and he's been good enough to join us. Cal, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Kane. Good morning, Lordy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty big one in terms of uh, getting the trade period underway, that's for sure. Yeah, we're sort of trying to work our way through the news, Cal. And, and the question is, is, is it one that popped up late, do you think? Was this always slated to happen perhaps this time next year? But the uncertainty of what's going on at North Melbourne perhaps brought this decision forward for Jason and his management. Yeah, I think it's one that everyone's kept an eye on, of course, throughout the year. And I, I heard you before, Kane, talk about how it was a storyline right from the very beginning. Really, he, he put off those discussions in terms of extending his contract by an extra couple of years. So that then created a, a, an atmosphere where something could be possible down the track. Now, he, he met with Alistair Clarkson after his appointment um, at North Melbourne a month or so ago, and, and, and that went well. But clearly, um, the instability and uncertainty around um, the club and, and that position, I think, has come into... Uh, him coming to this decision um, in recent days and over the past week or so, it's it's one that has popped up late. I think uh, in terms of the Port Adelaide um, interest, I think everyone, as you mentioned before, was was watching Port Adelaide and what they did after um, their shot at Josh Dunkley didn't pan out. They clearly were in for Josh Dunkley. I think they would have been willing to offer their first round pick for Josh Dunkley and. And I think that, for the Bulldogs' perspective, would have been pretty um, palatable to get that deal um, done. But obviously, after that one didn't go their way, then Jack Graham interest popped up, and, and clearly they had interest there. That's that's no doubt about that. But once that over the weekend um, was revealed by Riley, Riley Beveridge on AFL.com.au that that wasn't going to happen, I think a few people started to raise their eyebrows around what Port Adelaide could be up to because the Jason Horn Francis. Uh, situation never truly, in my mind, went away. So um, mm. that one's obviously now um, garnered a lot more traction over the past 48 to 72 hours, I think, and, and clearly come to a head on Sunday. Cal, seeing the, the, the statement made by North and, and Brady Rawlings, it's, it looks like they'll, be, they'll do the trade, don't you? They, it doesn't look like they'll put up too strong a fight, you think? I, I, I agree with you, Lloyd. I, I think it, 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 it will happen. Um, but obviously, there's going to have to be enough going back the other way. Um, and if I'm North Melbourne, I, I would do it as well. I think that um, we've seen Jason Horn Francis this year in his first season when 
you know, there's been questions on his on-field demeanour and these type of things. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play out next year in, in a contract year when there's all this uncertainty and speculation that's no doubt going to exist if they did hold him to his final year of the deal. So clearly it's over to Port Adelaide to, to come to the party to make sure they are well and fairly compensated and, and starting with you know number eight pick in this year's draft and, and a future first rounder, I think that's um, a pretty strong starting point. So I'm sure North Melbourne will be looking to see what they can get back as well. Um, we know, of course, the massive offers that Adelaide and, and Richmond as well made last year for the number one pick and essentially to take Jason Horn Francis. But um, yeah, a year in, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Lordy, having looked at the statement too, that they're going to listen to what's put on the table. How good is he? Yeah, he's really good. He could be, he could be one of the best players in the AFL. And that's why... Um, they took him at number one. That's why they knocked back all those um, picks and, and options for them last year. I think a, a lot of the competition's recruiters would have taken Jason Will Francis with the number one pick last year. In an open draft, I think a lot of them would have taken Nick Dacos, of course, as well. But they, they chose to, to not match, it, not to make a bid at pick one and, and take him outright. And Look, he's, he's got Dustin Martin qualities. There's no doubt about that. He, he's never going to be a 30-plusser, I don't think, who who mm. dominates games through weight of possessions, but he's going to be an impact player for a long, long time to come. We saw bits of that as well this year. I think it was a pretty tough year for a first-year player coming into the AFL system, playing in the midfield. But, yeah, I don't think anyone's overrated how good he can be because he is going to be a, a super player. And, look, it's over to Port Adelaide to get the deal done. We know that, and as we've spoken about. But if they can, a midfield of Horn Francis, um, Connor Rosie and Zach Butters, not forgetting the Brownlow medalists as well mm. in Ollie Wines and... A couple of wingmen who are pretty young, and in, in Josh Sin and Miles Bergman, and I think Xavier Dersmer's you know going to be a, a quality player as well. There's a lot of uh, excitement about that midfield if they can get this one across the line. Cal, you follow the kids uh, better than closer than anybody. Further to Kane's question, what was he like as a junior in terms of his attitude, the way he carried himself? Because I want to know, was it just North Melbourne that he dropped the lip and he, he just didn't like the environment and all those sorts of things? Or are there concerns potentially for Port Adelaide that that's Jason Horn Francis and if things don't go his way, he doesn't fight on and he's not a team player uh, when, when things are going against him? Like, how do you, you view Jason as a person and as a character uh, if, in this new environment? Or has he got question marks around him? No, I don't think there's, there's question marks, Lordy. I, I think that he's just a winner. And he's, and he's so determined and so driven and so competitive that that boiled over at stages but this year. But Kelly's professionalism think, has also been questioned, though. So if you're saying he's a winner, some at North will say he doesn't work as hard as he, he should or he doesn't do the little things as well as he should. Like, he's no Sam Walsh, is he? Well, I would also say that, Lloyd, he's, he's 19. So, you know, I, I don't think everyone can be as um, across every little detail as... Um, perhaps other players who step into the AFL have been and are, and because there was the number one pick attached to him, and that was obviously going to be the case from the moment he went number one, there's extra attention that obviously always comes with those sort of players. So I think there'd be a lot of players who, um, around the competition, would be making the same, um, how would you call it, mistakes or, or errors stepping into an AFL system. We might just not know about it quite as much as the player who's number one who's got so much attention on him. So... I don't think that's a concern for him heading across to a new club. 
I'm struck by how big a blow this is for North Melbourne Cow because, you know, you have your strategies. First time they've ever had the number one pick. They've clearly built from the midfield. Now, for you to say that, you know, pick eight is on the table, which it has to be, and a future first, then that now derails you for not only 12 months that you put into Horn Francis, then you've got to make sure you nail this selection with pick eight and the other picks you've got, and then 12 months' time, get another player in. So do you share the view that this is just a massive blow for North Melbourne, considering everything else that's going on as well? Yeah, when it rains, it pours, doesn't it, Kane? And it comes on top of what's been such a... Uh an unsettled season for them. They've gone through David Noble as a coach, so much off off field change and, and personnel differences. Um, and now of course the Dallas to Clarkson situation as well, which has um, come across them. But yeah, I think it's in terms of the strategy, an enormous hit. There's no doubt about that. I think though players leave clubs a lot and, mm. and this happens at different points across the competition. And, and often we think that the club is going to be worse off down the track. Now, clearly, um, this is not part of their plan. It's not part of the strategy to lose a number one pick a year in. It's, it's the most recent time it happened was Tom Boyd um, in 2014 at the end of his year at the Giants. Three years later, two years later, they were in a prelim. You know, Adelaide lost Paddy Dangerfield. A year or two later, they were in a grand final. Tim Kelly left Geelong. They've gotten significantly better since then. So, look, I know these are different cases, and I know that's mm. a very different case in North Melbourne, but you can still turn things um, into as much of a win as possible. I'm not saying this is a win for North Melbourne. It, it clearly is a year on after taking this guy at number one, but um, if they draft well this year, they can take George Wardlaw potentially with the, with the first pick, and um, he's not that much different to Jason Horn Francis potentially. They could end up a better player than him down the track as well, and then yeah, you add in pick eight as well, who's still going to be in that top echelon of selections in this year's draft. And I think there is a, a tap out at sort of seven to eight in terms of this year's pool. So um, strategy-wise, clearly not part of the plan. There's no doubt about that. And um, he would have expected it to go differently this year, and so too would North Melbourne. But um, it's almost like sometimes you can you can get your ducks in a roll at once, potentially. Cal, I heard Craig Cameron, or read his quotes the other day in the paper, talking about you take... Uh, boys in the top 10 in the draft and by their third or fourth year they're all asking or they they can command $400,000 uh, and it does uh, hurt your salary cap. With Jason Horn francis what sort of deal could you expect him to get at Port Adelaide to try and get him across? Like, could you see him be upwards of around that six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar mark from year three? Like, does he have to stay on the base salary next year as a second year player? Yeah, yes. Yeah. He has to stay under base salary for year two, and that'll be the case next year. But, of course, he can sign an extension that will um, permit him to earn whatever is arranged and agreed upon for however long after that. So I'd say it'd be a, a, a four- to five-year deal, but um, those things still to be worked out, uh, I believe. So, um, But that, that'd that be the case for his initial standard contract, and, and then after that, obviously, you can re-sign it. And we know... Nick Dacos, before he even joined the AFL as a father's son, he was able to do this. He signed on a on a two-year initial contract, which is the standard deal, and then a two-year contract on top of that, which is you know really lucrative. The same with Will Ashcroft, who's already signed a contract, a four-year deal with with um, the Brisbane Lions, two for his first standard contract, and then two that go on beyond that that's at a really high level. So he can do that, Jason Horn francis and Port Adelaide can do that to time in for the long term. Just on the whole, I mean, I know there's a lot of discussion around... Um, the three-year um, first contract for first-round mm. players, and this has been on the table for so long. I, I know 
different clubs at different points. Gold Coast, um, dating back almost a decade or even longer, have, have pushed this at different points. Uh, the AFLPA clearly hasn't been um, keen to do that by virtue of the fact that they, they want, don't want their players locked in for longer than um, necessary. But, yeah, I don't know if this would have changed this situation either, to be honest, as you mentioned, Kane. Uh, I think that um, still requests will come and clubs would have to deal with them. But there is definitely something different that's happening in the market right here, right now. I mean, Luke Jackson's out of contract, mm. so a little bit different, but three years into his time at Melbourne, he's going back to WA. Uh, Tanner Bruin, after two years out of his contract, is going from Sydney to, to Geelong. Um, Ollie Henry, two years out of his contract, is, is citing some homesickness to go back to Geelong from, from Collingwood. And now, Jason Orn Francis, a year into his deal, is homesick and also wants to go back from um, Melbourne to South Australia. So, that's the new market that clubs are having to deal with. And at some clubs um, are questioning sort of that, I don't know, the, 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 the value of the draft system maybe as much as previously, given that it was such an equalisation tool, but other clubs are just going around it. And we've seen that with Geelong and, and, and Richmond through this trade period to sort of contravene the, the, the modern way of uh, drafting and recruiting. Well, you've dropped the bomb on day one. Cow, look forward. You'll be back from 11 till 12 with Trade Exchange as well. And this is going to dominate the headlines. Uh, what well I made, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Chat to you soon. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We've got Sam and John lining up to have their say. If you want to have yours too, more than happy to take your calls right throughout the morning. You can get involved. It's the early trade for tyre power. Here to help you stay safe on the roads. Back with your calls after this. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.